Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Gilcast here on a Monday morning, not on Sunday night. We had to accommodate our guy, Sammy Reed. I mean, look, you guys, you know how it is. We're all, we're all grown up. Sometimes we got to do these on Monday morning. We know that you want it on a Sunday night, but we're here. Um, I am sad to report that this was, I well, my team won. I beat you guys by three points. It was actually close enough that I, I actually don't know. Um, and then our team lost to the Levitan, established the run train. My team lost to his team by like two and a half points where – had my team passed his, I would have won even more. I also lost a 109 that eventually came down to a Javante Williams versus Tony Pollard 1v1. Just some of the most brutal stuff. I, I thought yesterday was a fairly interesting slate in cash because I kind of thought there were a number of different routes to go. Not very often there are like three playable quarterbacks, five, six playable running backs, you know, not not a ton of cheap wide receivers really outside of Thielen and Palmer. I don't really know. Like, I didn't really think Dell was that playable. And then people continue to make bad decisions at tight end and at uh, defense and special teams. Honestly, like, I th- there's been two weeks this year where I've scraped back about eleven hundred dollars just because people played a tight end that scored zero points. Where it's like it's like some of my games are just like I'm winning by point seven because Kincaid got three point two and whatever tight end people played like literally got zero. Um, so we're here Monday morning. Sammy, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you all for accommodating me. My parents are my boomer parents are taking a month long vacation to like Turkey, Istanbul. Italy and so they wanted to like come over see the kids last night and I was like well I really actually just want to do the gill cast and and not kick it but had to do it so here we are I, I I agree with you Davis I thought this slate was super interesting it won't be that interesting from like a perspective of all our lineups were essentially the same except that Davis knows ball but as, but aside from that like we landed on similar things but I thought the thought process was really, really interesting going into like, what are we going to do here with this late breaking news, Jimmy G being out, uh, Deshaun Watson being out and how you reacted to that, I thought was uh, just either going to make or break what you did. So um, yeah, curious to to hear everybody's thoughts. And I think what we should do is talk about, essentially, we all played the same lineup and talk about how the ETR train affected things and, and what we did different than that. So the main thing that we did different was, we jammed in Pollard. We played sharp. I don't well, like. I, I, I do, am not going to sit here and take any 
L's. I've been tilted on this all day. Here's it's the, Monday. It's the, Monday morning, and I'm legit, not taking L's. Let's go. Yeah, I but legit but think Nate, if you play the slate a thousand times. Us getting in Pollard is so much better over the long term than people who played Puka and Zach Moss. People who played Puka and Zach Moss got no, off no, no. so easy with this Pollard. You are thing. you are so Nate, easy. You gotta you gotta see things from both points of view because. The the non the people who played Moss are listening to us and saying you guys played Tony Pollard who sucks never gets any points instead of Puka Nakua who just gets thirty every single week and honestly it does. And I want feel... those people to continue to play me in cash games because over a six over an eighteen week season I will beat them. People who play Nakua if Cooper if Cooper Cup was sixty seven hundred would you ever pass? That's the question. Dude. Pollard, Pollard at this price, Pollard legitimately has the exact same expected fantasy output as Christian McCaffrey. Pollard at this point. No, is no, he doesn't. He doesn't have the same role at the goal line. He does not have the same role at the goal line. He that does. McCaffrey does. Going he into does this not. week, do you realize that Pollard had more red zone or green zone touches by 10 than Christian McCaffrey? He has been inefficient with some of those workloads. So he's that's been, the difference though, he's right? Been inefficient, that, that's, but the, he literally that's the Joe Mixon argument. He's pacing the field, but he's more inefficient than Joe Mixon has been. Tony Pollard is an incredible buy low. He's literally averaging 0.8 point, points under expected versus what he should be when his average career is like a 1.2 fantasy. But do we do time. we not do we not lend any credence to the argument that it's much easier to be the lightning guy than the oh, thunder guy, and but, that there's but a real. Point- 0.8 is egregiously low. 0.8 is lower in fantasy efficiency than a Joe Mixon, uh, 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 Ezekiel Elliott. Even Ezekiel Elliott was a 0.9 last year, 0.95. So if Pollard even gets close to 0.95, Pollard at 21 points, expected points a game is a smash at 7,800. Whatever. All right, well, let's go through. Let's go through the team that we played. So this was the team I played. Aiden hold O'Connell. on, hold on, hold on, Davis. I, I yes. just want to ask the question. I just want to ask the question. I don't know if I believe it, but Tony Pollard is now 26, maybe 27. Yeah. Did 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 we waste Tony Pollard's prime not being a bell cow? So yes. I don't I don't think I don't think it was wasted. I mean, obviously he should have been getting the touches the entire time. What I think happened is two things. One, the Cowboys have literally yet to play a normal game. They played four games. They have not played a normal game where they just normally, you know, both teams get eight or nine drives. There's no defensive touchdowns. The coaches are calling games normally. Like even the Arizona game, Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer just have their thumbs up their ass, just like messing around. Um, that was like the most normal game and Pollard got 18 in that game, uh, without, without a touchdown. Right. But the Cowboys defense scored twice yesterday. They got to the red zone a couple times and, and Pollard got chances, did not score a touchdown, whatever. Maybe an argument that he trained differently in the off season. Certainly he looks a little bit bigger. I, I bet he probably gained five, eight pounds or something to prepare to be tackled 300 times this year. I I'm open to the argument that Pollard has lost half a step as a result of that. And that whatever made him special, maybe he is just Joe Mixon now. Now that even Joe Mixon, like he's, he's literally less efficient than even Joe Mixon, than even um, Alexander Madison, than even Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's, he's 0.8 fantasy points over expected is egregiously low. It's like benchable. I, I, I mean, he's been 1.2, 1.3 for his career. He might go down to one at the end of the year. 
he might lose 30% efficiency, but he is not going to lose. He's not going to end the year at point eight. He just won't. And and for my money, I mean, obviously I'm not a scout. He he looks all right to me. I mean, there there were a couple runs even yesterday against the Patriots where he totally looked like Tony Pollard. Like there was a there was a first down run where there was he, he just slithered through three defensive linemen, made a linebacker miss, you know, 13 yard run or whatever. Like, but uh, that people are looking at our lineup and saying we are playing bad because we didn't play Nakua. And I am open to that. And there is something that we should have done. Uh, or that I was thinking about that I didn't have the stones to do that when we'll get there in a second. But the lineup that I played, Aiden O'Connell, Tony Pollard, Kyron Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, Adam Thielen. Then the decision that I made was I played Dalton Kincaid for $200 less than Pat Fryermuth. Uh, his teams, his team scored 48 points. He saw five targets. He didn't get there. Now he did. Dawson Knox got shuttered. He ran um, 20% more routes than Dawson Knox. So again, I do think that is a ball knowing thing. I mean, obviously Friermuth projected the best, but the, the interesting thing was there was no tight end who really projected that. Well, it was just, so Friermuth ended up 43%. Kittle was 10%. Tanner fucking Hudson, who I, I actually think Tanner Hudson, I think the, I actually think the Anthony Richardson, Tanner Hudson team that people played was better than the uh Aiden O'Connell um Friermuth team I actually like I I have regrets of not playing that I think the people who got to that team played the best and certainly played better than I did was uh, that you know, was that a 1v1 or a 2v2 no, it was like it it's was not. like um uh one of my one of my buddies played it it was like um it was like Anthony Richardson uh it was Anthony Richardson, Tanner Hudson, and that all lineup also did not have Moss. That team also did not have Moss. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was maybe Thielen. I have I have that lineup pulled up. Yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah. read it, please. Uh, it's Adam Thielen, Anthony Richardson, Christian McCaffrey, Joshua Palmer, Keenan Allen, Kyron Williams, Panthers, Puka Nakua, and Tanner Hudson. There we go. Oh, there Panthers. We go. So, so it Panthers. was. It was so it, and it was Nakua over the Pollard spot in our lineup to get there, which I actually well, think it was good. it was Puka and went down to uh, Panthers D and went to Tanner Hudson, which I I actually do think like I think that's playing good. I think that, that's, that's playing good. good. So, I think that's playing good. It's getting up to a rich over AOC. There was some. I actually think that lineup fully agreed is sharper than that massive train. Yeah, and I, that was I, and it was sharper than our lineup too because we got lucky as shit to get 12 points from Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell deserved zero fantasy points for that performance. So that's true. I mean, we after watching like three Raiders drives we were like holy shit, what have we done? Yeah. Like this guy is it, it was it, not it an was, NFL quarterback. Was, and and actually he you can I mean you can argue that either way because he got the one yard touchdown. So let's say he gets the one yard touchdown, but then I mean uh Devontae Adams was in the end zone. He was the in the one. end zone. Was it was clear as day. I was at a I was at a bar, and so they have these TVs, you know, all over the room, and you can barely see. And it was like, oh yeah, that's a touchdown. It was so 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 obvious. And then they hurry up in the very next play, they're gonna sneak it in. And he can't get three inches get to, to yeah. get in the zone. And then they give it to Jacobs on the next play. It was one of the most tilting experiences because he wasn't, he was like 25% owned in, in that neighborhood and like the large field double ups. It was not, 
It was like, it was not inconsequential. That that touchdown yeah. would have been a pretty big swing. My my team ended up cashing all the it's interesting. Um, Herzig has been all over this, but you know, the, the score difference between the multi-entry double ups and the single entry, like it's, it's a huge discrepancy. I think my team would have fallen short in some of the massive, uh, some of the multi-entry ones, but I don't, but, I don't play, I don't play multi. I don't play those either. I, I don't even enter them. Like yeah. why, no, why do multi, it? Multi-entry is getting in bad for sure. Yeah. You're paying high rake and then you're p- just playing a bunch of, a bunch of, tough lineups like what's so i guess even these even these big single entry ones i mean the cash lines is significantly higher than your average head-to-heads like i scrape all of my average head-to-heads and look at my that what the cash line would be if that was my double up and it's these double ups are sharper fields for sure yes yep so um a couple of the couple chalk bus spots guys i i didn't even really consider Jamar Chase was 30% owned. I, I didn't see that team. I guess, well, actually, I guess I did. They just straight up 1v1 played Chase over Pollard. Yeah, Chase was the same uh, price as Pollard, and a lot of people went there. Yeah, that's it. That's egregious IMO. Egregious. No, I'm not gonna yes. I'm not gonna say that either. No, it's, not it's, 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 it's not egregious. It's not Jamar Chase. He's Jamar it, Chase. It's buddy, not it is egregious. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it yes, it is, man. Like, look at the Bengals. Joe Burrow can't move. That team is dust. It's all bad. Like you don't want this smoke. And I think, imagine I think just truly, like, oh, I have I have two high price players I can play. I'm gonna make one of them this guy. I, like no, I think no. I think you're I think you're overrating how bad the Bengals have been. This is not what we're gonna what? see out of the Bengals for 17 weeks. There is like, no they overrating are, how bad the no Bengals overrating. have been. They're the worst offensive football. They have three. I understand touchdowns. that, but I'm saying there is going to be a regression to somewhat of a mean. And Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. 7,800 Jamar Chase is not a bad play in cash games. Like let me just let me just tell you, Jamar Chase is the Ponzi scheme of this year. Like people took him over CMC and drafts. Well, what if what if he's gonna shove it down your throat? I <laughs> Like, Sammy, you are going to hate this take in five weeks. No, I mean, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you like Jamar Chase is bad, but like, this is, you know, I mean, this is like the sinkhole, man. Like if Joe Burrow doesn't figure it out, I mean, here's the thing. Like now that it might be, it might be Zach Taylor is an idiot too. I mean, that's gotta be part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fully on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow legit can't throw. He can't drive power into any of his throws. Even even though he, I mean, he can't move. He's completely immobile, and his throws are. I mean, he's just lofting it up there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me throw a take out to you guys because this was the team I wanted to play, but did not have the stones to play, and it was the Levitan team, but with DeAndre Swift and the Ravens defense instead of um, Zach Moss and the Browns defense. That would have been the- an IKB. That would have been. An it it would have been. It would have been extremely IKB. I played a hundred percent DeAndre Swift in tournaments. He was my favorite running back play this late, other than A Chain. Sure. And I just, you know, at the end of, the, I mean, I think Swift was a way better play than Zach Moss. I really never wanted to play no, Zach Moss. I yeah. I, so so that's the thing. So our lineup essentially. That's, our lineup was born out of not wanting to play Zach Moss. That's right. So let's let's talk about that certain point because. Zach Moss for his price, you know, this guy had gotten 30 carries the week before he was getting like essentially a hundred percent of the snaps to get that for six K you look at that and the projection systems are going to be like, yes, this is great. But the, the projection reality- systems were not all over Moss. I think that is an interesting thing is that yeah. once it became clear, Richardson was going to start. He got, he got degraded pretty good by, by most of the projection systems. Like, I don't and think, sh- I don't think Cardi played him. Yeah. And he look. should. 
And he should, right? Because like that goal line role is really big and a rich really cuts into that. So that like projected touchdown equity goes way down. The, I think the reality is Zach Moss is like this journeyman, right? Who isn't. Well, especially- yeah, but, but so is, so is Kyron Williams. Like Kyron Williams is not good. Yeah. Sammy, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the journeyman take. I think the reality is I yeah. thought that a rich would take would all take of his all red zone stuff. equity. Yeah. And yeah. that his overall rushing volume would go down. The reality right. is we were wrong and kind of got lucky. I'll be honest. I, I, when I watch, when I look at the workload that he got, yeah. Zach Moss was in play at six. But, but that but is going he was in play. Slate, we didn't know that. Of course he was in play, but it was such a fragile situation because you're basically taking a team, you're playing a rich and Moss together who are going to be pretty negative, negatively correlated the way they play. Like, obviously if the team goes ham, you're doing fine. But if a situation occurs like it did where they find themselves down 17, nothing or 23, nothing, whatever that was, it was like, yo, you you're in, you're in big hurt. You know what I mean? And Zach Moss is not like this extra skilled pass catcher who has a ton of like pass catching equity, all this stuff. And so I really did not want to play Zach Moss and a rich. Obviously I was going to play a rich before the AOC news broke. And I said, Oh, this guy's never played an NFL snap. Got to jam him in. So that was real sharp, but like, it I mean, was like, he, oh, Aiden it, O'Connell is super shitty. I mean, I just yeah, really can't believe matter. we got away at with quor- this. At quarterback, at 4K, when you have Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers playing the way that they will in that game environment, there's a certain floor that just being on the field. And he was you. at that floor, buddy. I mean, I don't know how he could have gotten any less because yes, he was so but terrible. I, so but it's bad. not an Aiden O'Connell. It's not a, I think Aiden O'Connell is going to be a competent NFL quarterback. It's he's going to be on the field getting fantasy points and what he so, allows the rest of my lineup to be was be- like, I would do the Aiden O'Connell thing again. Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing, like it cost. So essentially it was like, okay, we're not going to play Moss. We're going to play Tony Pollard. And I felt it cost us Nakua and it cost us yeah. Nakua. And so it was like, okay, if Nakua doesn't score a touchdown and we play Thielen instead of Nakua, I think that they're, I mean, they're not like super close, but I think the the chasm between those two is smaller than the chasm between Pollard and Zach Moss. And sure. when that game, when, when. Well, Thielen was just clearly, clearly under, I, I, you, like yes. you guys know, I don't even like Adam Thielen. Like it was hard for me you? to click that button. Like he's, I played, so I dusty. played three guys. I played three guys. I absolutely hate in Keenan Allen, Keenan Josh Allen. Palmer and Adam Thielen. Like that was like, <laughs> like for me, that was just like pull. And of course I, I get this absolute floorball game from, from Keenan Allen. So in the end, Zach Moss ends up projecting for 14, 14.3 points in full PPR, uh, on ETR that was which is interesting because if you're just running raw optimals that was less points than Javante Williams Rashad White Alexander Madison Miles Sanders Joe Mixon which is like you know if people are just running raw optos they would not have been get so the Moss was in sort of like informed by the projections but also a little bit of uh an IKB I mean in the end yeah, I don't but, think but the, looking back think- at the workload Moss got I would say that we were wrong like I, I agree. I understand. I, Moss, agree. I, I didn't want to play Moss. I didn't want yeah. to play Moss, but Moss got 18 rushing attempts had like an expected DraftKings score of like 16. Like yep. that was a at six at six K I should have played Moss, but like, I, I think we did well, in the end it. play bad and got lucky with the Pollard Puka, like all that stuff. Like, I think we played bad and got there. Well, the here's, here's, we here's the, the other, I think we made the right call though. Let's like, let's back, though, we were guys. Let's not forget this. 
what this swap also allowed us to do. It wasn't a 2v2, it was a 3v3, right? It was not play the Browns defense. Which it I was thought, not play the Browns defense and, I, and play the Ravens instead. And I thought the Browns defense was basically the dumbest play because you're you're going into a, a spot where you have this rookie quarterback. And I guess um, maybe in an alternate universe where AOC doesn't start, people might have played Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I mean, he did run four times for 26 yards, but he is like way worse defensive matchup it's outdoors the total for that game was i think closed at 38 and a half that was like he didn't 11. he didn't have a great preseason like aoc no no know? he did he did have a good preseason did he, he okay good. i don't he, watch he preseason was, i'm gonna he not was gonna he, he and he ran and he was like kind of an interesting guy at ucla but the overwhelming majority of the evidence to me suggested the Ravens were just going to smash. And, and the Browns defense was never going to face that many pass attempts. Your hope was with Watson playing their uh, two and a half point home favorites that they win the game. Lamar eats a couple sacks, you know, whatever. And the, and the Browns get their eight points, but with DTR starting, I really just thought it was pretty bad. I, I just, I, I didn't play the Browns defense at all in tournaments. I just, and the Ravens seemed like a nut spot. Like, John Harbaugh against a rookie quarterback making his first start. Cooper's banged up. Chubb's out. Like it just, it just felt. Yes. Yes. Pretty, it, pretty it, it felt like it was, it was so sharp That's to play the Ravens. So well, sharp. Or, or going down to the Panthers would have been sharp, which we, yes, did. correct. That, yeah. I think both of those two moves were sharp. I, I think stay, staying on the Browns after all that news had come is just kind of sticking to your prior in a way that I don't think you should. Yeah, you're just like, oh, their DVOA and yards per attempt allowed through three games is so elite. Like, we're just we're just going to jam it. Like, no, dude, no. And I think to your point, Davis, the, the point about the Ravens really not putting the ball in the air enough to, to be able to put up a, a good score for for Cleveland is like a really good one. Like, I didn't even consider Cleveland after, after the Deshaun Watson news because the game is often going to turn out the way the game turned out. Yeah, and, where, where Gus Edwards is just chunking the ball down your throat and you don't even have an opportunity to score points. Exactly. Versus the Panthers facing, you know, Kirk Cousins. And his that that was the thing that made... I, ultimately, I'm going to say the the uh, Richardson, um, Nakua, Panthers defense, Tanner Hudson team was the smartest team. And those are the people who played the best this week because they got the sharp side of like all the mistakes that the field made, right? Like the Moss mistake, the Friermuth mistake, the Browns mistake, Aiden O'Connell having absolutely no ceiling. Like they, they totally, they, they totally um, got there. Uh, I do want to say though, I like, I'm going to keep doing this Kincaid thing as assuming he remains around the salary because like the, the stuff is out there for him. Like tight end. The thing that has happened is that tight end scores have not mattered at all this year. No, no this is actually true. It's disgusting. Janu Smith and his 95 yards in London on Sunday morning, the most receiving yards a tight end has had in a game this season. Like tight end scores have my not favorite mattered, stat I've heard, which, which so is good. why like the Durham Smythe Tanner Hudson plays have been totally fine because you're just not getting buried by anyone. Yeah. Kelsey doesn't have over 70 receiving yards in a game this year. Tight end Andrews. unders are about the only thing I've been winning on prize picks this year. They keep putting up Kelsey at like 75. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Tony Pollard uh, over rush yards this week did not do me well on prize picks. Nate, I will say, you know, you, you remember, I think it was two seasons ago, the season where I was like the cheap tight end whisper and just like ran so hot. I, I think I've regressed to the mean because I played Pat Fryermuth and I didn't want to do it. And I was like, oh, so yeah, every, everyone did. 
Yeah, I, I know, but but I knew it, it was bad. I knew it was awful. Like, you so I want... looked and I said, Davis, are you being stubborn? Are you just being a dick with this Kincaid stuff? And I went and looked. Kincaid has played more snaps in every game just because the Bills run more plays. So he's on the field more. He had 12 targets heading into this game. Pratt Fryermuth had nine. The total for that game was 52 and a half, 53 and a half. By the to- 53 the- and a half, by far and away the highest of the slate. The total for Texan Steelers was 39 and a half, I think, off the top of my head. Like, I just. Generous. I, I just. I, I did not think playing Kincaid for $200 less was bad. I like, like people. No, were, it people- wasn't bad. It wasn't. I don't. Wasn't I don't bad. regret not playing Kincaid. I regret, and I'm going to say this uh, because this was a very mentally weak moment by me. I was afraid of coming on this podcast, wearing the L, getting roasted by Davis Maddock. Not the way I wanted to start my Monday morning. I wanted to play Zach Ertz. That, that's the play. I, I'm not. I'm that's not. I'm play. not besmirching any Ertz players. There. If, if let's see, what was Ertz in the massive fifty dollar double up? Let's see here. I'm sorting by. I'm sorting by ownership. Ertz was, I mean, he's not even 3.4% owned. Ertz honestly was, Ertz honestly was the play. I mean, he gets the volume. Uh, It was in a game environment that we thought that San Francisco was going to put up points and Arizona would be passing most of the time. Uh, Ertz like dropped a touchdown in the end zone. He gets the volume. It's gross, but like. Yeah. Friar Moot's volume has been four targets, one target, four targets. You know what I mean? Like. He's barely averaging five expected DraftKings points a game. It's like I, I don't I don't know why I played him. I just saw the projections. I saw everybody else was gonna play him. I didn't want to get, you know, dunked on by Davis Maddock. I was like, well, you know, it's kind of similar. And and uh, weirdly, for some stupid. people, by the way, this was another thing. There were uh some people played Chig in high stakes stuff, like he was more owned in high stakes stuff with Burks out. Yeah. And Chig outscoring Firemuth meant that some of those teams won, just one v one. They ended up they ended up winning. I just like at the tight end position this year, uh, Zach Ertz has 51 expected fantasy points. 51. He's second in the league in fantasy. How, how many? How many does Fryermuth have? Like like 23. Uh, both Fryermuth and Kincaid have like 27, 25. Yeah. So basically, Ertz has what they have combined. <laughs> yeah. So I I just like the I don't think we played 100 optimally even even you know pre lock or whatever. I do think the Richardson people played the best, but I do think we can pat ourselves on the back for um, the the defensive stuff. And I'm going to pat I, myself I, on the I back. Think Pollard, for, for I, I think there's, I think Pollard regresses. I think Pollard ends the season closer to one fantasy points over expected. Um, I don't think he's going to be as efficient as he has been in the past. I do agree with that adjustment. Like he's probably 30% less efficient than he was, but He's 0.8 right now. He's not going to end the season worse than Ezekiel Elliott, worse than Joe Mixon, worse than Miles Sanders. Like, he's not that inefficient. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but, not um, taking the L on Tony Pollard. I'm riding or dying. I'm no, clean I'm, I'm my taking, priors. I'm taking, I'm taking the L from a roster construction perspective. I, I don't I, – I, I'm not taking the L on Pollard, the play, but I'm taking the L – from a roster construction perspective because I think – But, a, but I, when I look at the train and I look at – Let's play this slate a thousand times. Adam Thielen plus his volume, Pollard plus his volume versus Zach Moss and Puka Nakua. I, I think we're on the better side of that. No, no, because Moss totally got the volume. And Puka got, I mean, Puka. Is... How many How many targets did Zach Moss get in a game where they trailed by 23? 
How many? One. Nate? He got one. one. With Anthony Richardson, I don't think he's going to get the same target volume yeah, the, that he the has The passing had. volume's not going to be there. No one on the, the team rushing saw volume more than was five targets. surprisingly there. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I bet – I don't have it up, but I bet Nakua's got to be, like, third in the NFL in Whopper behind, like, Tyreek and, and Adams. Yeah, but this week he actually didn't get the crazy volume. This week he just had the efficiency. Well, I mean, Thielen was only, like, four points – four expected points less than Nakua this week. Yeah. All right. Let's do tournaments. Um, kind of a frustrating week for me. Cause my reads were a hundred percent correct. Like I was very close to, to biting off a decent score, but the dolphins couldn't keep up with the bills. Um, and I played Tyreek or Waddle and all these teams. So this is the team I played. Bad. Uh, I played all the $50 single entries this week. This is just, I think the most interesting roster construction team. Cause it was two punt wide receivers. So Josh Allen at 6% good. I played 100% DeAndre Swift and Devin A. Chain at my running back spots. I thought I was so rich after the first quarter. Swift yeah. gets three Swift gets three targets on the first drive, scores on the second drive, and I'm like, dude, he's going to get 40. Like, I'm so rich. Um, A. Chain did completely get there at 5% owned. He gets 30 points. Um, this lineup also had it's, digs. It's kind of crazy that A. Chain put up 50 points last week or whatever and was not mega owned, you know? That's like, DFS. That's DFS now, dude. People are really they only care. They only can care about the projectable workload. It's like efficiency doesn't matter anymore. Um, now, game. I was also surprised by this. I thought Justin Jefferson was going to be really low owned, and he was. And I worked Jefferson in on some of my teams as well. But Tyreek at nine percent. I guess it was just a function of there not being that many attractive cheap plays. But Tyreek, well, he, at 9%, yeah, he was so expensive, man. He was like yeah, what ninety two hundred. Yeah, and Diggs, Diggs was cheaper. Um, Waddle was cheaper. Gabe Davis was cheaper. Like there were ways to get to that game. Uh, so this lineup at wide receiver: Tyreek, Diggs, Marvin Mims, and Quentin Johnson. Johnson was like my flag plant of the week. He actually ran the routes. He only played thirty-three snaps, but he ran twenty-two of I think thirty-one dropbacks for the Chargers. He had a touchdown where the defender knocked it out of his hands. I mean, it really was just leverage on. Palmer, who the I Josh Palmer talking. Yeah, I just yeah. think I just think Palmer, Palmer, and and Keenan. I mean, so hey, when way, you know Josh Palmer is dead to me because when you have uh, the over on Josh Palmer three point five receptions on Prize Picks, and he gets eight targets and has two egregious drops. No, no, the the one drop was egregious. The second one, the second one was not. It got it got knocked out of his hands. Um, Wait, dude, so, you got to you you got to have strong hands, mate. You're an NFL receiver. Like, let's go. Anyway, he lands on three receptions. Like, come on, yeah, suck ass. But it was just like I I I'm just a little frustrated because I do think I I think I and I had like a I had a Lamar Andrews team in one of them. Lamar was in in one of the fifty dollars single entries. Lamar was 0.5% owned and and Andrews was 2.2% owned. Yeah, this, but, this is what we talked about last week. You got a Martingale this just like every week have a Lamar and Andrews team. But, but what ended up winning was you had to have CMC and you had to have one of Diggs or Brown and you had to have Nakua. I mean, Nakua was, you know, 30, 35 points at, which well, is like. And I think that's playing fine. I mean, I I'm looking at the I'm looking at the lineup that won 10k. This must have been one of the smaller red zones. And he played Fields at seven percent, DJ Moore at four percent, Cole Komet at three percent. Like this is a perfectly fine lineup. Also, another thing that Lamar Andrews team I uh, that I didn't I fucking played Elijah Moore on it. The bring back stuff in these low total games is just dead. Just like there's no reason to do it. And I should have known better. 
Like I, not yeah. that another 4K wide receiver would have been that much better. Like I probably would have played Tank Dell, who did nothing. But like I, I should have known. I should have known better. That's yeah. so dead. Yeah, so I had an interesting I takeaway. I used. Uh, I was. I played around with the Sims this week a lot, and uh, what I, I, I was finding too, was yeah. that the bringbacks. Anytime you were using a bring back and forcing it into one of the high value positions like running back or wide receiver, uh, it was it was suboptimal. But when you were using a bring back in a tight end position end. where no one meaningfully separates from the field typically, and so the correlation there doesn't bother, doesn't like gives you a little upside. So I, that's kind of something I did was I only used a bring back in the tight end position slot and didn't waste a bring back in in the spots where there was meaningful ceiling separation at other one. That's what, that's what got me so heavily on the Allen stuff over, uh, over Tua, which which is that I, I use Sabersim this week and I ran just with my settings. I ran 20 teams, you know, all that stuff. And it was, they were like all Josh Allen teams. They were like, it was like all Allen, um, a little bit of Kincaid, a lot of digs, a little bit of Gabe Davis. Like it was all, so that, that felt pretty, strong um and then i just ikb'd the the swift and the a chain stuff and it, i mean i i just min cashed a bunch of teams this week because every team had uh well i mean every team also well also had kincaid i also played kincaid in all these teams and he didn't get there uh all right sammy your turn okay uh this one i put in the power sweep the 150 dollar three max oh, over power overlaid a little bit so keep an eye on that for next week oh yeah i mean that's it's a really good tournament man really good tournament uh not if you put in the type of team that that i put in per se um because i was not sharp i did stack uh this this miami game but i did it this way uh i stacked Tua with jalen waddle with what did what did waddle end up owned oh great question um let me let me pull that up uh Jalen so uh, I'll give you the percentages on all these guys actually um Tua ended up five percent Waddle was eight percent that's that's surprising because Waddle was the one that everyone was talking about on shows you know yeah yeah but nobody did it because he was at this price point price point yeah yeah. and everyone just played Keenan Allen instead right (laughs) yeah and his three receptions good job uh, so I, I double stacked Tua with Durham Smythe and Waddle Durham Smythe. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And, you know, just, just like you, Davis, when Durham Smythe catches 40 yards on the first three snaps, I was like, yep, I'm rich. Yep. Like, this is great. Uh, I, I wonder what I'm going to do with all this money. Um, didn't end up coming to fruition because Jalen Waddle in fact is, is dead somehow. Uh, and I brought that back with Stefan Diggs. I paid up for him. So that was really nice. Uh, I played. Stefan Diggs is the bring back in this lineup. Uh, then at running back, I played DeAndre Swift, who is also one of my favorite guys. And I played Josh Kelly with the Chargers. I played yeah. I played Kelly on one team because I was just going to be so sick if he actually did it this week. If and he I did had, it this week. Yeah, I, I just nothing. I just decided it was the ultimate alpha move to, to have like no... Uh, hindsight bias at all and so i was just uh, recency bias I was turns just out like, turns out dude just stinks like it's just at the end of the day turns out he just stinks that's right another no target game for josh kelly i think he got a full complement of snaps in three yeah. straight games but he, got zero I, targets. like in my head i do he plays a different position than austin eckler like he obviously it's not he's not even the same yeah 
Yeah. Just can't yeah. So I played him in DeAndre Swift. I also played, um, oh gosh, I, I didn't play the Chargers DST in this lineup. I thought I did. No, I played the the Bears DST. Real smooth. Um, yeah, I mean, this was just all bad. Like I filled it out with Tank Dell and George Pickens. A uh, bunch of snowflakes in this lineup. Kelly Pickens Snowflake. Was owned, wasn't he? Who's that? Pickens was kind of owned. He was 7%. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, that's more more than you'd like. So, you know, it was just the the highest the highest owned player in this lineup was Swift at twenty percent and Dell at twenty percent. Everybody else was sub ten. So, you know, it was like not a not a super like owned lineup or anything. But at the end of the day, Snowflake from Kelly, Snowflake from Waddle, Snowflake from Dell, Snowflake from Pickens, Snowflake from the Bears defense. Uh, Russell Wilson continues to own me. This lineup put up. 105 points minus 150 dollars for your boy sammy all right nate give the people what they want um well i i didn't play a ton of tournament teams this week for some reason DraftKings had weird uh prize pools in a lot of these things and didn't meet most of mine so i only played a couple but um actually had a good tournament week again um i played three teams two of them cashed one of them uh this one here was like a 6x um so I did a Purdy uh, double. Uh, I felt really good about the San Francisco Arizona game. That was probably my favorite game uh, when I was looking at ownership. So I went. Uh, I had Purdy, McCaffrey, and Ayuk. Uh, and like I said, I brought it back with Ayuk. Oh, had to have been like free. Like he had like no one. No one played yeah, him. I yeah, he, yeah, he was single digit. He was single digit along with Purdy. Uh, brought it back with Ertz, who was like also low single digits. Uh, and then the other move that I really wanted to do to differentiate my lineup was take the Chargers D versus AOC. Uh, I thought that, you know, I wanted AOC in cash, but I thought Chargers D was a great yeah. move in tournaments off of people who are playing AOC in tournaments. So sure. wanted leverage there. Uh, and then knew I was ex- incredibly like, like one off in this tournament with all of what I already had. So then I just filled it out with chalk and I had Kyron Williams um uh, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, and Adam Thielen. So nice. Uh, I, I play I played mo Kyron in most of my lineups. Like the one 100%. I spit out, uh, yeah. I didn't play Kyron in, but like all my other tournament lineups, like I just I just jammed Kyron in. Like it was one of those situations where it was like, yes, he's highly owned, but like we're talking about sometimes you run Sims and they're like, dude, you should be playing like 100%. a ton of this yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what I did. So I played like uh all of the great play, I just played the best plays and then got 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 different at where I thought I wanted to get different, knew I was going to have enough differentiation and then just didn't sweat the rest. So very um, sharp, mate. this lineup put up uh, 190. Um, obviously, the Keenan, Palmer, Thielen thing, none of them went off. Like none of the chalk went off. So this wasn't going to have a chance to meaningfully separate. But yeah, uh, I mean, the, the, the challenge with this lineup, Nate, is that you played Keenan, Palmer and the Chargers defense all together. And it's pretty hard for that confluence of events to really to really work. Yeah, yeah come come I together. Just, I think the Chargers the don't run the ball. Thing. Like even if even if the AOC Chargers D like worked out like. Herbert throws into the end of the fourth quarter, regardless if they're up 30 or not. Like I thought Keenan was going to be in. I, yeah, this, it didn't work out, but uh, I feel okay about the construction. So yeah, I think overall that was my, uh, that was my main team. And then the other teams that I built were like AOC Devante stacks. Cause I thought Devante had a chance to be 
like the ceiling type player you needed in tournaments. And then with AOC, I thought he'd get there too, but yeah, I actually thought it was pretty sharp to stick with Devonte in tournaments. I wasn't playing AOC in any of them per se, but it was like, you know, I built all these lineups that were like centered around this game. And yeah, then I, mean, I was, this dude got, this dude got 13 targets and was not owned. Yeah. yeah and so he was it, injured for a quarter or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's the thing is like, I, I wanted to like, when we heard Jimmy G was going to be out, I wanted to blow it all up. And then I thought, you know what? Like, I think we should stick with Devonte. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to get a ton of work regardless. Like hopefully he can turn it in because he's goaded. And then he's going to be sub 10% because everyone's going to jump off of it. So I, I stuck with Devonte where I had him and yeah, you know, I, I, I feel good about that. Yeah. Yes. So overall it was a good tournament. We helped buoy the, the three mans that I, lost even though getting iron the catch line you play you play in three mans these days bro oh dude i play i play a lot of three mans three mans are actually my most profitable over like a four-year sample interesting yeah i, wow. I play a lot I, I never of three even, mans. I, when i used to play on FanDuel, i'd play a lot of three mans but not so much on it's just easier to enter them on FanDuel. oh it's a pain in the butt to enter them on DraftKings. but i yeah. try to get at least 25 of my 50 at each entry level being three mans Wow. Oh, that is the other thing that tilts me is that is that I can only do 50. Like I'm, yeah. I get I get maxed out on them. I post all my yeah. head to heads and then I can't even enter because they're it's it's all about the rake level. So I think yeah. I've just abandoned them. Um, all right, guys, we are going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, good luck later. Price drop time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.